Happy Sabbath, happy Sabbath, saints of the living God. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We're so glad to see you this morning. Let us stand as we usher in the power of the Holy Ghost this morning as we sing Sabbath rest. Sabbath, everybody. Amen. Are you glad to be in God's house just one more time? Are you glad to be able to be in the land of the living just one more time? To be able to represent our great and mighty God. I'm so excited and so thrilled to be here today. Thank God for the Sabbath. Amen. Amen. Thank God for traveling mercies. Come on now. Amen. Up and down the dangerous highways and byways. We were on our way back from Kansas City. Um, on this past Wednesday, and there were truck after truck after truck after truck laid over in the ditch. Um, and I just praise God for traveling mercies and keeping us safe as we travel back here to the Louvre. God is good. All the time. And all the time. And he is truly good like that. Amen. We just want to take this time to just welcome everyone here. We want to welcome our online guests, our online family, and our online visitors. Who is, if you visit with us for the first time, we want to say welcome. And we thank God for you for taking time out to stopping by our channel when visiting with us. We also want to take a pause for the calls and look through our congregation, see if we have anyone visiting with us for the very first time. Anyone visiting with us for the very first time. Well, we praise God for you who are in 
the house. Amen. Amen. You who are in the house, we praise God for you this morning. Amen. It's good to see Sister Bowen in the house. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Brother David, we've been praying for you. Amen. (laughs) It's good to see you. Good to see you here. Amen. God is so good. And we're praying for all of our sick and shut-in, those that were able to be here. Brother Miller, I did receive a text from him, amen, who has a desire to be here but was unable to be here. Sister Elaine, we want to just keep all of our family and friends in prayer who would love to be here. But, you know, for whatever reason, health reason, the the Bateman family um, received a text from Sister Bateman, a long text. She sent long texts. She sent a kind of text. She got to just get something like some tea or something. to sip on and read that text. That thing be so long, but we praise God for Sister um, Bateman and the Bateman family. She said Brother Lewis is doing well, um, so we want to keep him and Sister Oprah in prayer as well. Um, again, we are so excited to be here this morning. We want to continue um, our time together. Just a couple of announcements this evening. At 4 o'clock, we will be at um, Northside. Um, Seventh-day Adventist Church, so we encourage you, for those that are able to be a part of that program, we encourage you to be there for that. Um, and also, we want to encourage you, I believe the financial piece is already in effect for those that signed up for that. Um, we know that that is started on, I believe, Thursday night. Um, and so um, we encourage you to just continue to trust God, even with your giving, with your faithfulness. Amen. Um, also, we want to just put a play, you know, camp meeting is down the road, but um, camp meeting this year will be in person. Um, the date just skipped me, but um, it will be just for that weekend. Um, but camp meeting is in person, so we want to just mark our calendars um, for that special date. Also, um, our marriage couple, I know we have a slide for that. I don't know if we have it prepared, but there is a married couples retreat that is coming up. We've been showing this um, flyer for a few weeks now um, and we're continuing to support our uh, married couples ministry here in Central States Conference um, and so you have the QR code you can take a picture of that and register and be a part of that special um, marriage retreat also I have some small pamphlets I want to pass out and place in your hands um, this is a very encouraging book this is dealing with black from the past Black from the Past. I read, I call myself reading one of the the chapters, but I end up reading two. And the one on Hagar was just so amazing and so powerful. So I encourage you. Um, I'll stand in the back and sometimes, you know, we we ask members to come. I'm putting this on on blast. You know, I say, come see me after. Amen. And get your book. Well, we're going to do something a little different since the bed. I'm going to have them in my hand. I'm going to put them in your hand as you leave. Come on, somebody. I'm just standing back there with the old bag. Amen. So we want you to get this book right here, not only for yourself, but we encourage you to get it and pass it out in the, in the neighborhood. This is a good, a good um, a ministry tool, a witnessing tool. Um, it's dealing with black history. Very powerful, powerful book. Amen. Like I said, I read a couple of them. I'm not going to tell you the other one. I'm going to have you get the book and read it for yourself. Amen. But I do have the bag, so please grab Um, your book so you can read it and then share it with your family and your friends. Um, We are almost in a new month. We're still at the end of February, amen. We're getting close to March, but we still want to recognize any birthdays this week, any anniversaries this week. Do we have anyone celebrating 
birthdays or anniversaries this week, this week, no one, amen. It's tomorrow. Jeremy is tomorrow. Amen. Well, my sister who tunes in and view this service on the regular, she celebrated her birthday on the 22nd of this month. Amen. Um, and so we send a shout out to all of our February, I want to say February week, uh, for, the, for the week of February. Or the, what's this, the last week? The, she said the month. Sister Teresa said the month. I'm trying to do something different. I'm trying to be a trailblazer. <laughs> say something profound, amen. Um, but the last week is coming up, amen. But we want to celebrate all February birthdays for this week and even this month, amen. Um, so we want to continue. Any anniversaries, any anniversaries, amen. Well, we praise God for you as we spend our time together. Um, if you don't mind, can we just bow our heads off for a word of prayer as we open up our service? Father God, again, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. You are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, Father, but with you, ha, we're more than conquerors. And so we give you all praise, all honor, all glory for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. Forgive us again of our sins. Thank you so much for the Sabbath. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you, and have a happy Sabbath. that's comfortably able to please stand because this is the day that the Lord has made.
good time already oh, yeah. amen if you're not having a good time I'm gonna need you to just raise your hand anybody having a good time in here oh, yeah. amen a Holy Ghost good time he's done great things for us and yeah. been doing great things for us and to us and with us and caring for us when we can't even care for ourselves been hearing a lot of talk about prices going up and rent going up and a lot of stuff is going up, but the, but the check's staying the same. Everything is going up but the paycheck. But God is still faithful. He is still able to keep you when your bills seem to overwhelm you. Maybe it's just me in here by myself. Maybe I'm the only one that's still paying bills. Maybe you guys have hit the millions and you don't worry about bills anymore. Maybe just 
me and my family. Come on, somebody. But we're still praying that thing through. But it's a good thing to know that we serve a God that is able to work those things out. When you're trying to figure it out, he's already worked it out. I see you, David. So I'm so excited to be able to come before the name of the Lord this morning to be able to offer up in prayer for our families. Um, Sister Chrissy, Chrissy, we want to remember Sister Brother Grayson in a very special way. We want to remember all of our church families. We know that God is still moving. God is still moving. We want to remember the Bateman family as always and Sister Elaine, as I mentioned earlier. Sister Brittany Gates, we want to remember Sister Brittany. We want to remember Brother Miller in prayer. For God is still good. Is there another? Diane. Diane. Alexandria. Who else? Who else? LaShonda. Thank you, LaShonda. Powerful testimony. Maybe she'll share it with us sometime. Who else? Yes. Yes. She called this morning and had tears in her eyes. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I, I tend to run from the phone when my daughter's called crying like that. And my wife said, let's fire the car up. Time to go. <laughs> but we want to remember her as she's having health challenges as well. God is good. And all the time, God is good. So we want to invite you who choose to come close. We invite you to come down to the altar. And for those of you who choose to remain in your seats, we ask if you can reverently kneel as we look to the Lord in prayer. It's prayer time. Lord, our Father and God, again, we're so thankful, so blessed, so honored to be able to open up our mouths and to bless your name. You are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. So we thank you for our last night lying down in our early morning rising. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. Thank you for loving us, God, in spite of ourselves. You looked through the corridors of time and you saw the need. And you didn't wait, oh God, but you was proactive. And here we are able to stand and call on your name because of, because of who you are. So we bless you this morning. We honor you and we give you glory. Forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness, God, and help us to reflect you in all that we say and all that we do. For it is indeed our desire to be a people prepared to receive you in that great getting up morning. So show yourself strong, Jesus. Show yourself mighty. Father, we want to just lift up before you in a very special way all of those that are on our sick and shut-in list. You've heard the names. You know them by name. Matter of fact, God, the word declares that you know the number of hairs that is on their head. 
So before I can even formulate the prayer on my lips, oh God, you have already taken notes. So we're just asking you, God, to do something special today, like stopping by their home, stopping by their bedside. Just, just lay your hands upon their shoulders. Let them know that you have them, oh God, those that are battling with health challenges, oh God. Those, oh God, that is in need of your guidance as it relates to their family and finances. Those that need a touch from you. Those that are in the valley of decision, oh God. We're asking in the name of Jesus that you would touch. Hallelujah. Leading God in a very special way. Let your presence be made known throughout this service. Father, we just lift them up before you. Let them know that you care, that you have them. Father, we celebrate our birthdays and anniversaries, those that have made milestones. We know these are difficult and trying times. But with God, we can do all things. So we thank you. We bless you, God. We want to lift up before you, Sister Chrissy, oh God. Christiana, oh God, and Grayson, oh God. We ask that you will cover them. Our prayer focus today, oh God, that you will just wrap your hands around them not able to be with us oh God but we believe in the power of prayer prayer that moves mountains prayer that changes things so whatever it is oh God you know their needs you know their struggles that you will stop by and let them know that you have them be with my daughter JL Lord Father she needs you this morning she needs a healing up on her life right now oh God body is in pain this morning Father, we pray for her healing over her mind, healing over her body, and healing of her spirit. Heal her through and through, oh God. We pray for Sister Elaine as well, oh God, who is definitely in need of you today. Father, we ask that you will stop by her home. Let her know that you have her in the palm of your hands. Be with the Bateman family and the Miller family. Cover and keep, oh God. Be with Brianna, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus you will let your presence be made known be with those that are in the house those that are online and let us not leave this space the same way we came but let us leave it with a newfound love for the things of God and we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise honor and glory we ask that you would do this in Jesus name we pray amen and amen again part where everybody can participate right stewardship time uh -huh. want to remind you first of all about our backpack sabbath coming up july 29th um i believe everybody has received one of these little lists of the items that we're trying to collect if not please see sister brenda uh this month we're looking for spiral notebooks right now we still need about 146 notebooks we're trying to do 200 backpacks this year which will be a really a record for us so we're looking for your participation and assistance and remember if you go to the store you don't have to go to Saks Fifth Avenue to buy these <laughs> items okay go to the dollar store they got everything on this list yeah now it's the dollar 25 store so go to the dollar store and we would like we appreciate if you could do 15 each of these items 
It's only a few dollars. I can look at you and tell that God has blessed you abundantly above all that you can ask, think, or say. So 15 of these is nothing for high steppers like you guys. So continue to bless. Look at this list. Uh, February is spiral notebooks, and then we'll go to pencils and then crayons. But if you see a sale on them, just buy them early. Buy them now. You don't have to wait, but then we'll bring them at that appointed time. Also, I wanted to remind you we're still a February Black History Month, but black history is being made every single day, right? Black history is not just black history. It's American history. It's world history. Black history is not just limited to the United States. Black people are doing things all around the globe. And I want to know that you are part of black history. Is anybody here over the age of 30? A couple of us are, right? <laughs> That doesn't mean you can't still make black history. Amen. You just raised your hand, so I know you're still alive. Amen. And as long as you're alive, you can make history. You can make world history. Not just left to our young people, not just left to our teenagers and our little kids to make history. Everybody can still make history. Think about it this way. When you look at helium balloons flying up in the air, they float up into the air and they're red, yellow, black, or white, all different colors. It's not the color of the balloon that makes it fly so high. It's what's in the balloon, the helium. Mm -hmm. God has put some helium in you. Right. He's put that helium called time, talent, temple, and treasure in you, those resources that you can use along with your hard work and perseverance that your balloon can fly high. Amen. You don't have to worry about it. God has already put that in you. Everybody here has a talent. Everybody here has a skill. Everybody here has resources and abilities that can be used for the glory of God. Amen. Now, maybe you're not sure what your talent is. Well, we're going to come up with us. We're going to have a special day. The pastor has mentioned this, that we want to have a special opportunity for everybody to fill out the spiritual gift inventory. And it's going to point out exactly what your gift is. And then it'll let you know where in this church or on your job or wherever you're at, you can use that talent Amen. for the glory of God. And we read this morning in our Sabbath school lesson, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God, Amen. right? Don't work like you're just working for the man. Amen. Don't work like you're just working for yourself. Work as though you're working for God. And do the same with your gifts. Use those gifts for God's glory, and it'll help you also. When you are doing a great job for God, that'll carry over to what you do on your occupational job as well. So we want to plan that. It'll probably be maybe next month, Pastor, and we'll meet downstairs after service, have a little refreshments or whatever, and only going to take you a few minutes to fill out the inventory, and I promise you it'll be a real blessing to you. You can use your talents in any area of the service, but when you're using the talent God gave you in the right department, Amen. it's going to go so much farther Amen. to be a blessing to you and everyone around you. Amen? Amen? At this time, would our deacons come forward to lift our morning tithe and offerings? Continue to be faithful in your tithe and offerings also. You can return it uh, through our tithe envelopes on Sabbath or through dollar sign T.O.P. giving on the cash app and also AdventistGiving.org as well. Let us pray. 
Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the privilege and opportunity to return unto you what you have given to us. Bless us, dear Lord, that this offering and tithe will be used for a worthy purpose, that of spreading your gospel message to all the world in this generation. In the blessed name of Jesus, amen, amen.
think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done. I know my soul cries out. My soul cries out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you look back over your life and see that you're not even deserving of this. There's nothing that you could have done. Nothing that you could have done that would have given you access to even where you're sitting right now. There's nothing that you could have done. Nothing you could have said. You could not have went to the throne of God and, and pleaded your case. Nothing you could have done. Nothing you could have said amount of gifts or talents. Everything that you have is because of him. So we go to him empty handed already. But I'm so glad that Jesus that Jesus saw fit <laughs> that Jesus saw fit to lay his life down that I may have life and have it more abundantly. Praise God for the gift of life. Many times we take that for granted. The fact that we're here and that we're moving and that we're breathing. The fact that we're able to go to our comfortable homes and open up our comfortable closets and, and scratch our head as we ponder what we're going to wear today. Blessed and privileged and honored. It's because of the goodness of God that we are here today. Many of us have food in our cupboards. You fix your plate and we don't eat everything. Some of we just scrape it away, just scrape it away. Just scrape it away. Oh, God is good. And he is truly worthy of all the praise. And so I'd stand here on behalf of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ who I don't deserve to be here, but for some odd reason, he has allowed me to stand here yet again. And I give him praise, I give him honor, and I give him glory. Who is the head of my life? He's my king, he's my friend. And I thank him for what he's done and what he's doing. If you have your Bibles with you, if you can turn with me swiftly to the book of Psalms. I just want to read three verses I'll be dealing with, verses one through nine, but we just want to read verses one through three. Um, when you have it, please stand with me in honor of the word of God. That's Psalms uh, 99, and we'll begin with verse one, Psalms 99. And when you have it, please stand with me in honor of the word of God. Psalms 99, and we'll start with verse one, two, and three. We'll read that responsibly. The Bible says in Psalms 99, the Lord reigns, let the people tremble. He dwells between the cherubim, let the earth be moved. Verse 2. Let's do verse 3 together. Let them praise your great and awesome name. He is holy. And today, that's simply what we'll be talking about. Um, turn to your neighbor and just say, he is holy. He is holy. And just, in case, just in case they weren't receptive, turn to your other neighbor 
and say, he is holy. He is holy. holy. Father God, again, we thank you once again for allowing us to gather in this space on this here, your day. As we now enter into thy word, for thy word is truth, we ask that you will speak to us and through us. This we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. You may be seated in the presence of an amazing God. Psalms 99 is very careful carefully structured. This book is very carefully um, structured because the king of all the earth deserves our very best. And so as we look at Psalms 99, um, it is deliberately used, uses the Hebrew number of perfection and completeness. Um, The number of seven, when you go through um, uh, Psalms 99, one through nine, you will see Um, This completeness of the number seven mentioning the Lord at least seven times and using at least seven pronouns um, to describe um, this God that we're talking about. Um, Psalms 99 is a very profound psalm as it speaks to um, our worship and our our dedication um, to this God. And most significantly, um, it repeats and reframes at least three times. Um, he is holy. Now, can we get just a little bit taken down off the day? Thank you. Um, he is holy. At least three times in verse 3 and verse 5, if you're following along in verse 9, um, it closes out with this, he is holy. And if I could just put a pen right there and just, uh, uh, just share just a little bit right there. Uh, uh, God is holy. Um, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're experiencing right now. Um, we're in Black History Month, and we celebrate black history. And the reality is um, the whole world, all the world, is not excited about this month. The, the reality is, is there are those that are trying to do away um, with black history. We want to say uh, American history because blacks were a part of it and all these other things. But, but, but the reality is there was a life for the black man before America. If I can just help us along the way. And just like we're trying to do away um, with black history, the Psalms helps us to understand that no matter where you find yourself um, on the pinnacle of life, no matter where you find yourself, it doesn't matter if you're up, if you're down, it doesn't matter if you're rich, if you're poor, black, blue, brown, or gray. Uh, God is still holy. It's one thing I love about him because I find myself in a lot of different spaces in a a lot of different places. And I find myself sometimes in circles where I'm not quite welcome or I'm not quite appreciated. But it doesn't change the fact that God is holy. See, if we can just stay right there and understand it as we go through. And sometimes we want people to like us. We want people to appreciate us. We want people to feel good about us. And we want the pat on the back. And we want all. But you're not going to always get that. But it doesn't matter because we serve a God. See, 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 when you serve a God, when you, when you worship God, when it's, when it's about God and not about you. Uh, It it makes it easy to to, to move through this space. It it makes it easy uh, uh, for you to kind of find your footing in this thing called life because you recognize that that, that it is God the one that sustains you. It is is God the one that's keeping you. It It is God the one that is holding you. And so when things don't seem to fare well in my life, be it on my job, be it in my home, 
be it in the school system. It doesn't matter where I find myself. When I turn my attention to God, when I turn my mind and my attitude, and when I look to him, I realize that it's all right. That it's okay. That although it may seem as if I'm on the island of Patmos, it's okay. Uh, uh, Because God is still holy. And what makes it so beautiful that God is holy is that not, not, not only is he holy, uh, uh, Sister Wellington, is that God is able to deliver you from whatever situation or circumstance you find yourself in because he's holy. Amen. And, 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 and let's just, let's just I, I know I got that pen right there. I'm going to pull it up in a minute, uh, and we're going to move on. But, but I just need us to understand that, 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 that whenever God chooses, Whenever, whenever God chooses to move forward, whenever God chooses uh, 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 to push the forward button or the play button uh, uh, in your situation, uh, uh, he'll do that in his own time. I, I, I had to learn that myself. I had to learn that, that, that although I'm ready to come out the oven, although I'm ready to come out, but any good baker know when it's time to pull the cake out. Uh, uh, see, some experienced baker may leave the cake in there too long or, or, or may leave it in there, not leave it in there long enough. Uh, uh, you know, that's why back in the day, whenever you was baking, you said, uh, I don't know if they still do it. I don't, I don't bake LaFoley. I, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I, I, I try, Sister Bib. I, I know you taste my mac. I, I, I get it. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> but, 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 but I'm really not a baker. Amen. But, but, but what I do know is that if you want to check to see if the cake is done, uh, uh, brother, you, 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 take a, you take a knife or a fork, amen, help me you bakers out there, and, and you kind of poke a hole in it, amen, and you want to make sure that, you know, if it's still a little moist in there, then you know you leave it in there another 15 minutes, or maybe 10 minutes, I don't know, Sister Teresa, maybe another five minutes. It depends on what that fork looked like, amen, Sister Robinson. Uh, but what I do know is that sometimes in the life that we live, uh, we go through things and we say, Lord, it's time to come out. It's time to come on up out of there. We've been in here too long. But I want you to know that God knows exactly when to pull you out. And he knows exactly how long to leave you in. Because the Psalms remind us that he is holy and that he knows exactly what he's doing. So I'm going to tell you, share this, uh, a couple of things with you, uh, and I'm going to get out of your way uh, because like I just mentioned, uh, uh, at least three times in verse 3, 5, and 9, it emphasizes the theme of this song. Uh, it, it tells us right here what this psalm is all about. It's about God is holy. Isaiah, Isaiah 6.3 said that the Lord who reveals his glory on, on, on the holy mountain at least three times. You, you, know, you, you, know, the, you, you know Isaiah. Uh, it says holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. So one of the things I want us to walk away with, at least three things, I'm going to get out your way. Number one is that the Lord is holy for his, un, for his universal and worldwide reign. See, 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 I don't care where you go, uh, uh, God is holy. The Psalms tells us that it starts out with the Lord reigns. Let the people tremble. 
He dwells between the cherubims. Let the earth be moved. So no matter where you go, God is holy. No matter what you are experiencing, God is holy. If we could just wrap our minds around the fact that God is holy and that God understands everything about what we're experiencing. If we can just hold on to that, we can make it through anything. We can make it through anything. And I'll take a, a, a note right there uh, and just look at my Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, just the, the reality of, of even just reading a story of such horrible and such pain aching, uh, uh, such, such an overwhelming experience of one that was brutally beating someone whose life was taken, innocently taken. But yet, as we read the story, we understand, family of God, that Jesus chose that plight. Now, if I was to ask any one of us in here, how many of you have taken the time out and said, Lord, I choose this plight that I'm experiencing. I choose this heartache that I'm going through right now. Lord, give me a little bit more. This isn't enough. I guarantee you, I wouldn't have not one buyer in the house. Jesus understanding the task at hand. Jesus understanding the plight that was before him. Jesus understanding what lied ahead not, did not deter him, did not stop him, did not turn him. Matter of fact, it, it made him want to go even further. The Bible tells us that even if it had just been one of us, Jesus said, I would have done it all over again. I would do it just for you, elder. I would do it for you, sister, if it had just been one. My love and my compassion and my, and, and, and my holiness is so amazing. Uh, even if it was just one, I would still do it uh, because that's who God is. And, and, and so we understand in verses 1 through 3 that, that we're called to praise the Lord for his universal and worldwide reign. So we praise him for that. We praise him that God is not just limited to one location, that, that, that God is not just a God of one geographical spot, that God is not just a God of just one people, but God is the God of the world. He's the God of the black, the brown, the blue, and the green. It doesn't matter your shade. It doesn't matter your height. It doesn't matter your financial status. It doesn't matter about your blood, your, your, your pedigree. It doesn't matter about your bloodline. God is still the God of all. And that's what I love about it. I love the fact that it doesn't matter. So, 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 so when I move through this space now, you know, I can walk like anybody and everybody else. I can walk with my head held high. Uh, you have been in church 30 years. It doesn't matter. I've been in here one month. Uh, I walk proudly because your daddy is my daddy. Your God is my God. I don't have to worry about it anymore because at the foot of the cross is level. No big eyes and no little you. So I love about my God, he's fair and he's equal and he understands everybody where they are. It doesn't matter how, how rich you may be. You are all sinners saved by grace. That's the God we serve, amen. It's the God that we worship and the psalm is just simply letting us know there is no need to get the big head. There is no need to get this idea that you are better than because God is the God of the world. The God of all the earth. 
So we can't, we, we, we need to shut all that down. I know, I know, I know, I, 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 I kind of sense how you're looking at me as if I'm preaching to the choir, elder. So, so I get it. We don't have none of that in here. Come on, somebody. But, but just in case there may be one, two, or a few of you, I just want to help you out because it's my desire and my aim and my plea is to get everybody under the sound of my voice, including me, into the kingdom of God. Because I declare I shall not, will not, preach you into the kingdom and I myself be left behind. So if anybody going to get in there, I pray, Lord, let me lead the way. And you do as you see fit. So, 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 so this psalm, this psalm is simply encouraging us, letting us know, reminding us, telling us that God is the God of the earth. I don't care how the history may look or how they may try to paint history. God is still there. And the truth of the matter is God was God before slavery. Before all of this, these back and forths of, of where, you know, you know I want to go too deep into that, amen. Uh, 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 you know, I want to stay with my sermon. Now, Lord, help me stay with my sermon because I was about to take a turn and go down the road. And I probably would have went down there and forgot how to get back. But God is the God. That we worship. He is the God of the universe. You see, God, this, this God who sits, who sits enthroned above the cherubim, according to what the text is telling us, uh, uh, that is above the ark of the covenant, amen, uh, 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 is exalted over all nations. The God has chosen to dwell in that place among his people in a very special way. In other words, he is not a local deity, a national God who reigns over just one group of people, but he is the God of the universe. Don't ever, don't ever, don't ever get it twisted as if he's just a God of our Sabbath. Amen. Or he is just the God of our dietary needs if you don't eat the way I eat. Or the God of dress reform if you don't dress the way we dress. But he is the God of the universe, whether you're worshiping on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I get it, my brothers and sisters. Oh, do I get it. But I need us to understand that we that we serve a God that is dealing with so much more than we can even imagine. That God is dealing with some stuff that we can't even begin to wrap our minds around. That's why that's why family of God, we have to be careful how we treat people. Why we have to be careful how we interact with one another. Because God is amazing. And God do things that we can't even begin to understand. And if we could understand it, we'll have so many questions, it'll wreck our brains. So God said, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to deal with God stuff. And I'm going to let you deal with human stuff. And if I could just get you to sign on the dotted line, I believe we'll be all right. But too many of us walking around with the pen in hand but refusing to sign because we stuck on trying to do God's stuff. 
And God is saying, that's why things are not floating the way that you would like for them to float. That's the reason why things aren't moving the way you would like for them to move. That's the why. That's the reason why things aren't being shook the way you want them to be. Because you were too busy doing God's stuff. God is saying, get on out the way. Do human stuff. Let's go and tell somebody about the goodness of God. Let me be God. Amen. And you just do human stuff. Do stuff that I created you to do, which is to worship me and to magnify me. Once you do that, then we could talk about something else. But we can't do that right. Not even in our own churches. So many different forms and styles and so many different thises and thatses and so many different uses and ms and, and it's just so much happening. It's just making it very difficult. Well, I don't like that church over there because that preacher is a little too loud. Or, or I don't like that. They don't. They always singing hymns. I like to get my worship on. I can't get my praise in like I want to over at that church. The reality is God is the same God over there, the same God over here. And I don't care where you go. Matter of fact, family of God, you can crawl under a rock and he's still God. You can't change that. You can't move it around. You can't, you can't make it disappear. There is nothing you can do that can change the fact that God is God. He's holy. He's awesome. He's amazing. So he's not just a God over one spot. You see, he is holy. You see, holiness is, you know, at its root, has the idea of apartment. In other words, in other words, uh, it describes someone or something which is set apart. He's holy. So he's not like all the other gods that we read about. He's not like the God of, of, of clothes. Because, see, that stuff going to burn. You, you, you know, he's not the car, I mean, the, the, the God of the, of, 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 the, of the trees, although he created them, made them, but he's not, a, the, you know, the God of the trees. You know, many want to worship boats and wood and want to make their gods out of statue. Kind of puts me in the mind of children of Israel whom God has set free and they get to the mountain and, you know, this amazing experience. I'm wondering, you know, you know I, like, I like watching basketball and sports and, and you know, and, and it always messes me up when you have a player that makes a very good play. I mean, I mean, you know, the, one of those amazing plays and then go down on defense and foul. Do something dumb. Kind of puts me in the mind of children of Israel. God had done something amazing, delivered them from Pharaoh. They've crossed the, uh, the Red Sea. Watch the walls of, uh, of the Red Sea being built right before their eyes. And yet they get on the other side and they do something dumb. They build a golden calf. I mean, after seeing God miraculously do all of these things, you will think, I can hold on just a little while longer until my help come through. I can just wait just a little while longer. But, 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 but see, holiness being set apart 
God said, I am holy. In other words, I'm not like these other gods that you've heard about. I'm not like these other gods that you've read about. I'm different. I'm amazing. I'm awesome. As a matter of fact, those gods wouldn't exist without me. If I can just turn the corner and help you along the way, because the reality is you have been set apart as well. You are holy in God's eyes. God said, you are holy. You are set apart like the day that we worship on. That's why you say, remember, Sabbath day to keep it holy. Keep it what? Keep it holy. In other words, don't get it twisted with any other day. You are holy. In other words, your life and your actions and your attitude ought to reflect the God that you serve. How is it that we can serve a holy God but yet act like hellion? How is it that we can move and breathe and declare God is good, but yet we act in the difference? Come on, family of God. We got to move in the direction of the spirit of the living God. We got to learn how to love in spite of our own differences. We have to learn how to let go and let God be God. Many times we hold on. God said, "You're holy. I've been, you know, like I am holy. I've given you the keys. I've given you the attitude. I've given you the disposition. I've given you the blueprint. Amen. It's not just I'm walking around here myself. I'm giving you everything that I had. So I've set you apart. So you don't mix and mingle like everybody else. You 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 don't move like everybody else. Uh, you don't treat your spouse like everybody else." Uh, You don't treat your children like everybody else. You don't talk to your supervisor like everybody else. You don't go through this life like everybody else. You are different. You're set apart. You are holy. You are my child. And when you act a certain way, you're simply declaring, that's who I am. That's not how I am, God says. I'm holy. So therefore, we too act holy. We too love like God loves. We too forgive like God forgives. We too move like God will have us to move. Because that's who we serve. That's why I love him, y'all. I've come to the point in my walk where I've realized I can't outdo him. We sing it all the time. You can't be God-given no matter how hard you try. Now, I get it because some of us ain't tried hard. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Come on, Sister Treasure, help a preacher out. You can't beat him giving. You can't beat him loving. That's why I tell my family is, you know, not, 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 not my immediate family, but my family of God, my, my, my family, my family. L- listen, listen, if you're not going to listen to God, what makes me think you're going to listen to me? Pre-preacher, pastor, you need to, wait a minute, time out, hold on now, don't, see, see, it's easy to throw it on the pastor, but see, let me explain something to you, just like my fingers move, your fingers move, just like I can turn the key and my over 300,000 miles Kia, 
And praise God, it still sounds like butter. <laughs> you too can turn the key in your brand. You know, that's, that's wrong. That's why I done made my car old and ancient, and I'm going to give y'all the brand new off the, off the lot. Because y'all blessed up in here, amen? <laughs> it's coming. See, we dump it on the preacher like the preacher is supposed to do all of this. Oh, let me help the family of God out this morning. Uh, are, we, are we really being recorded? Good, because I want to help us out. It's not all on my shoulders. God has given you the ability to make a phone call. God has given you the ability to go and visit. God has given you the ability to go and witness. Don't dump all that over here because I'm like the Williams brother. You know the story the Williams brother told about that goat, amen, that fell in the ditch. And when they couldn't get him out, they began to throw dirt on him. Said, well, since we can't get the goat out the ditch, let us give him at least a proper burial. And every time they would throw dirt in the ditch, the goat would shake it off and pack it under his feet. Well, that's the preacher this morning. When you throw it on me, I'm going to shake it off. Pack that thing under my feet. Let me get back to my notes. <laughs> He's holy. Amen. Not only that, let me move on here. God's holiness is a part of everything. He is and he does. God's holiness, you can't separate him from that. God's power is a holy power. God's love is a, is a holy love. God's wisdom is a holy wisdom. God is divine and we are human. Not only that, let me move on here. Let me move on here because we have to understand that not only, not only is his is God, is, is, is his holiness, uh, is, it, is it worldwide and is it universal? But not only that, verse 4 and 5 tells us that, be, you know, that, that the Lord is holy because of his justice. That's right. We are called to praise the Holy Lord because of his justice. Not, 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 not only is Israel God all-powerful, but he is also completely just unlike other kings, other lords, and other gods of the surrounding nations. To be quite honest, he loves justice as he established as he established equity. He always do what is just and what is right. God can't do anything other than that. He don't know how to lie. He don't know how to mistreat. He don't know how to be one one way with one and then another way with another. He don't know how to be partial. God is fair. God is just. God reigns supreme and he knows exactly how each and every one of us ought to move. You see, understanding the power and holiness of God uh, 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 or the goodness of God, it should lead us to exalt him and to humbly worship him. You see, when we understand God's power, it ought to make us just fall flat on our face and declare to him, there is no other like you. 
That there is no one that can compare themselves to you. That you are in a class all by yourself. That you are unique in all your ways. That you are one of a kind. That there is none like you in heaven or on earth. You are it. So the Bible tells us that we worship at his footstool. Uh, 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 see, see, some commentators regard this as the Ark of the Covenant centered to their understanding of heaven uh, 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 between the cherubim here found in verse 1 of Psalm 99 because the Ark of the Covenant is called his footstool in First Chronicles 28.2. But so are Jerusalem in, La, in, in Lamentations and the earth as a whole in Isaiah and Matthew and even in the book of Acts. The object of the exaltation and worship at his footstool is to submit oneself to his sovereignty and to respond properly to his holy presence. So when we say worship him at his footstool, it's simply uh, 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 pushing us to a place now where we are worshiping him uh, and we are bowing down to him uh, and that we are giving him praise and giving him honor and giving him glory because he's holy. I mean, he's holy. The statement here in Psalms uh, 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 99 it, it, it is repeated uh, uh, it, it, uh, or it is emphasized that God is holy and all he is, he also and all that he does. What he is or who he is and what he does, God is holy. It doesn't matter. He's holy all the way through, through and through. We was, what we would say 24-7, that's the human. But throughout all of eternity, he's holy. So he's not just holy 24-7. He's holy throughout all of eternity from the beginning to the end and even beyond because it will only stop when he say it stops. So we just say eternity because that's all we have to work with. But let me help you out because see, when we're talking about God, God extends beyond eternity. God moves beyond that. God has no ending. God has no beginning. He always was and always will be. And there never, will be, there never was a time when God wasn't. God always was. He just always was. See, we can trace our lineage. We can go as far back as two. For me, I can just trace my lineage back to my, my daddy and my grandmama. About as far as I'm going, I can go. I, can, I, I know my daddy. I know my mama. I know my grandmama. Never really met my granddaddy. May have. It may have been him. I was little. I don't know. My mama's daddy, never met him. I may have. I don't know. Probably some of us, we can go back two and three generations. But the reality is, God doesn't have a beginning. So you can go and, what's, what is that? Um, um, when you go in history, um, uh, do the DNA ancestry history.com. Did I say that right? Did I mess that up too? I'm always messing up something. That's what I do. I mess it up. That's why I need God in my life to help me because I mess it up. Ancestry.com. <laughs> we can go and we can trace it. And the reality is we say, well, I got a little bit of this and I got a little bit of that. But I, I, you know, I, I can't say I've never done. I don't know. But what I do know is that God can't be traced. God can't be traced. His beginning can't be touched, can't be found out. 
And so we worship him. We understand this. The Bible calls God's holy uh, uh, more than anything else, more than sovereign. They call him holy more than just. They call him holy more than merciful or even loving. They call him holy. In fact, holy is the only uh, 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 epithet of God that is repeated three times in the Bible. Holy, holy, holy. Holy Lord God Almighty. You don't find love, love, love. Or merciful, merciful, merciful. But at least three times you will come across holy, holy, holy. Last thing, I'm going to get out of here. We understand that the Lord God is, is a God, he's... He's, he's, he's holy because of his justice. Lastly, we understand that the Lord is holy because of his his conventional care for his people. In other words, the climax of the Psalms of verse 9 increases the volume of this, of this call to worship by reminding us of yet a third time that the Lord our God is holy. This time, the, 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 the holy otherness is seen in his conventional care for his people. God cares for us. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. And the psalmist lists three notable priests of his historical Israel. Uh, uh, Moses, Aaron, and even Samuel. These were one who prayed or they called upon his name and God revealed himself and he answered them. That's what I love. You know, when I call on him, he doesn't just hear me when I call, but the Bible says that he answers me when I call. You see, it's one thing to call somebody and they hear you, but it's a whole other another when they answer. Can I say that like that? To encourage our faithfulness and the worship of God, the example of Moses, Aaron, and Samuel are called upon as evidence, men of like infirmities like you and I. In other words, they experienced the rejection. They experienced hardship. They experienced disappointment. They experienced ostracized. They experienced letdown. They experienced both for themselves and for us. They experienced that. And the Bible calls upon these brethren for us as our example to let us know that these men right here, oh, they went through it too. So don't you ever get it twisted as if you're the only one. Don't ever get beside yourself as if no one can understand you. No one knows the trouble that I see. No, 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 no. Let me help you out. God knows the trouble. There is somebody that you can connect with. There's somebody that has went through what you've gone through. Somebody's lost a child before. Somebody's been through divorce before. 
Somebody's been let down before. Somebody been talked about before. You're not the first. And as long as we live on this earth, you will not be the last. Everybody has gone through. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes, it says, it says there is nothing new under the sun. So don't ever feel like you by yourself. You just have to get connected with God and God will lead you to somebody that you will be able to have a conversation with. Don't ever think that nobody understands that you can't talk to somebody. Now, you may not be able to talk to me, but I'm sure that there is somebody in this context that we're in right now that God can place in your life that you can talk to. And they're not going to tell you stuff all over the country. Now, I get it. I get it. I'm personal, too. My wife and I, we talk all the time. Now, going forward, we talk about a lot of stuff. Now, in my BC day, before we met, uh, that's some stuff we're going to take to the grave. Come on, somebody. So you got to talk about everything. Yeah, we do. We talk about everything. We talk about that thing right there is going to the grave. That's what we talk about. Because I want us to stay married. Come on, somebody. There's some stuff we need to just keep. There's some stuff you can share. And there's some stuff you don't need to share with everybody. Some stuff, and, 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 and while, I'm, while, I'm, while I'm there, be careful who you're sharing stuff with because everybody's not able to handle what you got to share because you may be sharing something with an individual that may be a little too weak to handle it. <laughs> am I speaking another language? Am I speaking in tongues up here? Am I, can y'all, am I in English? Am I in English? Okay. Some stuff you need to just keep to yourself as between you and God. When Jesus died on the cross, no more do we need to go to a booth. That individual called me and tell me, I said, Lord, have mercy. My wife, he said, well, honey, you the past. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But I receive it. But everybody, God is saying, listen, there are some things you just keep to yourself. Let me move on here. God answered these men. He answered their prayers. He, they, they called on him and he answered them. He called on, they called on him. They, God answered. In other words, uh, they, 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 they sought after God and God revealed himself to them as the God who forgives, as the God who understands, as the God who see you. So I love about Haggai. When you read the book, read the book. That book I was telling you about Haggai, boy, I tell you, that thing blew my, it, it just opened up some stuff. I'm promoting the book because I don't want these books in here when y'all leave today. So I'm going to hype it up. Maybe. Boy, that's the book you want right there. Take about 13 of them. But I got to say, you know, you, you, you know the story. I'm closing. I'm, I'm getting out of here. You know, you know the story. Uh, 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 Abraham and Sarah, God told them uh, uh, that, that uh, Sarah, you're going to have a child. Uh, Abraham, you're going to have the promised seed. And, and because God wasn't moving the way they wanted him to move, Sarah, with her bright idea, go to Hagar, uh, Hagar and tell her, listen, sister, you're my servant. I need you to go and lay with my husband. Now, I don't know about you. I, I ain't even going to stay there either. 
But I need you to go and lay with my husband and I need you to be, you know, have this child and then give him to me. You know how the story goes. Uh, 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 Hagar goes, lays with Abraham. Hagar gets pregnant. And now the light comes on and Hagar brain. She realizes that she's carrying the promised seed. So now I can imagine uh, uh, that her attitude shifted. No longer is she walking like a servant. No longer is she moving like a servant. Now when Sarah comes to her and asks her, I need you to clean the floor. I can imagine Hagar begin to rub her stomach and say, I don't know if I can do the floor today. I can, I, I can just imagine now as, as Sarah tells Hagar, you my servant, and I need you now to fold the laundry. I can imagine in my mind's eye that Hagar began to say, oh, I feel a kick. I can't do laundry today. Now, now Hagar is shifted into the point that where now every time Sarah will walk through the house, Hagar will begin to moan. Sarah is barren, can't have babies. And now she's taunting. Oh, I feel the baby kick. You know, women, you know how that can be. Make you feel some kind of way. You probably will, will respond about like Sarah and tell Hagar, pack your bags, it's time to go. It's time for you to find another spot. Rubbing that thing in a little too much. Now the baby's here, and as they plan, you see, you see Hagar bouncing the little baby boy and cuddling him and, and nursing him and saying all these wonderful, beautiful baby things to him. Oh, his eyes are so, look just like Abraham. You know how it could be. Just rubbing that thing in. Sarah got to the point where she said, Hagar, you got to go. And now Hagar finds herself homeless and out on the street. But notice what God does. God shows up in Hagar's situation. God shows up and he lets Hagar know, let me tell you something. I'm going to need you now. First of all, I'm going to ask you to do something that is going to be very hard and very difficult because I'm going to need you now to go back to the house. Go back to the house. And Hagar goes back to the house. But before she goes back, the Bible says she gives God a name. She calls God she says, you are now the God who sees me. You see me, God. So not only is he the God of her, who is holy, but he is also the God who sees you. He's also, if I can go from A to Z, he's also an amazing God. He's also a beautiful God, a caring God. He's also a dependable God. He's also an ever-present God, a good God and a holy God. He says, I am that I am. He's a just God. He's a kind God. He's a loving God. He's a mighty God. He's right here near to us, God. He is our only God. Don't look nowhere else. He is our patient God. He's quick to forgive he's righteous strong trustworthy unchanging victorious he's excellent he's yearning for us and not only that but he's he's our zealous God 
He values forth. He want us to be with him. He want us to reign with him. He want us to walk with him and talk with him. Just like he tells us that I am his, he want us to tell them that he is ours. He's our God. Psalms 50, 25, uh, uh, he's trustworthy. He's the rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. For he is our God. And he is holy. And he declares to every last one of us, as I am holy, be ye likewise. Be ye likewise, but not in your own strength and in your own power. But you can only be holy through me. Let my righteousness cover you. Let my garment cover you. Because your righteousness is no more than just filthy rags. I don't care how you dress it up. I don't care how you move it around. You are holy only through him. Other than that, you are nothing. And you can never be anything more than that apart from God. Because he understands us better than we understand ourselves. Why? Because God created us to be like him. God created us in his image. And he understood that apart from him, we cannot make it through this life. So family of God, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're experiencing right now. But what I do know across the board, everyone under the sound of my voice, Even from the back to the front, up, down, side to side, it doesn't matter. We need God. We need him. Things are not always pleasant, but I tell you what, I'd rather have God now. I can't live without him. And if I trace my days back of old, I wish I had done it sooner. Does it mean that there was no heartaches and no, no difficult days since I've been walking with it? Oh, no. No, no. No, don't get it twisted. There were some moments. But even in the midst of that, God showed up and showed out. There may be somebody here, you may not even have that relationship, and you want that relationship. There may be somebody here that say, Lord, I'm struggling in my faith. I'm struggling in my walk. I'm struggling in my life. And I just want a deeper and closer relationship with you. If you are that person, I just ask that you can stand and meet me down front. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? There may be somebody here. You're looking for a church home. You want this to be your home. You're looking for a place to call safety. You want to get to know God a little bit better. If you're that person, I'm going to ask if you can meet me down front as well. Because every time we preach and teach and talk and share the word of God in this space, we want to give everybody an opportunity to make sure that their calling and election is sure. Because the reality is, He is coming back. Now, I can stand up here and preach week in and week out and enjoy doing it. It's coming, you know, I'm coming into my niche. But it doesn't matter about me up here preaching. Because if it wasn't me, it might be somebody else. 
The reality is that we're all going to leave here one day. Now, I don't like scaring nobody and not trying to scare anybody into anything. But just want to make everybody aware that this life is going to pass away. And I want to give everybody an opportunity to get their house in order. So if you have not accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if you have not made your calling and election sure, this is your opportunity to do so today. And if you're that person, I encourage you to meet me down front. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? For God is amazing. God is good. God is awesome. I don't know, but God knows. God sees. God understands. It's my water when I'm thirsty, my bread when I'm hungry, everything I need. I look to him. Is that one? Amen. Father God, again, we are so appreciative of the fact that you have chosen us. And again, as always, Father, we give you praise, honor, and glory for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. You are truly an amazing God. Thank you for you are holy. Thank you for showing us how to worship. Thank you for helping us to praise you more. For without you, we're hopelessly lost. But with you, we're more than conquerors. Father, you know the hearts and the souls of your people. We ask that you will continue to move us in that direction towards you. Forgive us again of our sins, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you've been blessed, can we put our hands together and worship God in this space today? God bless you. for that beautiful message reminding us that God is truly holy. Amen. We want to remind you four o'clock this evening all who can turn up at Northside Church. Amen. Wear your African attire so we can praise amen. God. Amen. 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 Let us stand as we have our benediction. Father God, truly you are holy, Lord. We're thankful, Father, for your holiness, Lord. We pray that as a people, Lord, we will represent you, Lord. You are wonderful, counselor, the almighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace, both now and forevermore. And the people said together, amen. amen. Let it rise.